Hey y'all, this is Liberated Love Notes, a podcast on Living Corporate Network, hosted by yours truly, Brittany Janae, creator of Liberated Love Notes, critical self-reflections, and affirmations for the culture. Y'all already know Liberated Love Notes is your source for weekly doses of self-reflection, affirmation, and reimagining for us by us. Y'all, we are experiencing a culture shift. Y'all, I'm talking about Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka. I'm talking mental health, black women, and boundaries in the mainstream again this past week we are experiencing this this collective assertion from black women we're experiencing black women say you know what i am over this we're experiencing black women say i'm tired I refuse. We are experiencing black women say, you know what? After this job, your expectations, I'm about to go lay down somewhere because I deserve. (laughs) We are experiencing black women remind us, you know what? I don't care what y'all nor this system has to say. I deserve. I just think there is something to be said about that affirmation, that reaffirmation. I deserve. We collectively deserve. This impact, this this shift certainly has present day implications in that conversations around mental well-being emotional health, disrupting internalized, you know, toxic internalized forms of, you know, capitalism, colonial mindsets, right? All of this is certainly having an impact on the present and what we're talking about. And I don't think it can be overstated the implications for future generations to come, y'all to come. They are offering us possibility. I do want to name that certainly refusal, resistance to system, rest. None of this is necessarily new. Black people, Black women have been for the longest and throughout history refusing as a form of resistance. If you haven't already, check out the episode, you know, Our Refusal is Divine. And we talk a little bit more about those or one historical anecdote. I just say all that to say that, yes, there is a present day impacting culture shift and it ain't new. It ain't new. And so just want to hold space and honor those who have been 
in this work and certainly modeling what we're experiencing in the mainstream well before it became the mainstream. One of the things that has come up for me, though, as I've just been tracking some of the, the mainstream attention, Simone, Naomi, even like the Nicole Hannah Joneses, some of the mainstream attention they've garnered, I've been reflecting more on just the implications for our day-to-day. I shared on Twitter that, you know, in as much as we all are having conversations and applauding Simone and Naomi, Y'all, there are black women in our everyday. There are black people with whom we are in community who deserve the same support when they too own their agency, when they too model self-love, when they too center care and assert their boundaries. I just felt like that was worth affirming. As I tracked some of what was on my feed, mostly, mostly, mostly positive, I just want to share here that my feed is carefully curated to do just what it says, feed, (laughs) feed my soul, feed my spirit. And so I didn't really have as much resistance to Naomi and Simone on my feed. I offer that to y'all as a form of self-care and love. Curate your feed to align with your values. Anyway, that was not my point, but just something I thought was worth inserting there. One of the things that I tracked was a lot of affirmation of Naomi and and Simone Biles, more specifically, this past week. And I thought to myself, you know, it, it's all fun in solidarity and it's, it's all fun and retweets and hashtags until someone we know, someone we are intimately in community with models that radical self-love asserts their boundaries. And we experience inconvenience as a result. It's it's all fun and hashtags, y'all. It's all team. Naomi and Simone until someone we know. Everyday people begin to do the same. And more specifically, we experience inconvenience as a result. It hit different. (laughs) It real, real different. And reconciling that, right? Reconciling, wow, they just set a boundary. Wow, they legit just told me no. Wow, yo, they are choosing themselves in ways I have not been able to for myself. It hit different. And 
I think that is worth just sitting with and being with. That's actually that intrapersonal, when I talk about that intrapersonal reckoning work, that's what I'm referring to. Checking checking ourselves. And this is a loving note of self-accountability, y'all. I be having to check myself. When someone shows up in their form of of self-love and prioritization of their mental well-being, I need to be asking myself, what interpretations am I making of how this person is showing up in love for self? Particularly in situations where I now feel inconvenienced. What is my reaction? What is my interpretation saying about me? Where might I be perhaps experiencing some past hurt or maybe even some unresolved trauma or maybe even some insecurity? How might that be showing up in my interpretation of how this person is modeling self-love? How might I actually be perpetuating harm by choosing not to honor their boundaries, but instead punishing them for it? Those are the questions we got to be asking ourselves as we make sense of the mainstream dialogue on boundaries and mental well-being asserting our love for self, we must also challenge how it shows up in our day-to-day. I want to offer a definition of boundaries. Just, you know, this is, this is one of my definitions, and I think some language around it has been certainly helpful for me, so I'll just share that healthy boundaries are standards of engagement. Or, Expectations that you set with those with whom you are in relationship to prioritize well-being and sense of self. Those relationships can be platonic, friendship, romantic, professional. Those are the boundaries are those standards of engagement, those expectations that you set with those with whom you are in relationship to prioritize well-being and sense of self. I have been in scenarios, workplace scenarios where folks, sure, have been inspired by my agency, setting of boundaries, prioritizing self, and have also experienced scenarios where folks have been challenged by them. Perhaps even, and I would say unintentionally, perhaps even unintentionally made judgments around my commitment or engagement. I too have done the same. I've been in personal scenarios where I have taken offense to someone telling me, no, (laughs) y'all. In, in context where 
their no was in service of their own well-being and self-care. If we are not careful, we can interpret someone else's love, self-love, and centering of care as an affront to us. We can find ourselves intimidated by it, y'all. We can find ourselves intimidated by it if we feel as though we haven't been given permission to do the same ourselves. I just wonder, I just wonder what it would look like if we took advantage of this cultural shift and really used it as a turning point, a turning point in how we how we show up in community with each other, whether it be in our workplaces, y'all, but I'm also talking our families, our homes, our communities. Rest, care, radical self-love are communal. And as much as it may start with how we see ourselves, the culture and developing some practice around this rest and care and radical self-love actually help and, and support us in creating healthier and stronger, help us to show up more mindfully and I guess more even critically conscious, more loving in community. I'll just give a few practical examples or reframes that I've been thinking through. And so when I think about in the familial and family context, you know, it's summertime, vacation time, I've been thinking about how we might begin to even evolve how we speak about vacations and rest and spending time with each other. I am familiar with vacations being framed up as something that we have needed to earn. And so, fam, we're going to go on vacation because you did well this year in school. We're going to take a vacation because we have worked hard. We're going to take a vacation because we did this there was some requisite. There was something that was required or we, we did to deserve this. Valid. There's some validity there. And I just wonder, I just wonder, y'all, what it would look like if we reframed that just a bit. We reframed it to a place where We're spending quality time with each other. We're resting. We're going on vacation because that is what we, that is what you inherently deserve. We're going to be in community with each other, whatever that looks like. Take this summer vacation. We're going to create spaces with joy, community, love, and rest because we are inherently worthy of it. Not because we had to do something, but y'all, we going on this trip because 
We are worthy. That's just it. No prerequisites. We just worthy. I've been thinking about in the workplace context. (laughs) When folks are sick and they show up and they push through. They show up not feeling their best and they push through. And how often that is affirmed and applauded. Thank you for showing up and pushing through. I know it was hard. Imagine a reframe where when folks prioritize their well-being, when folks actually use their sick time, actually called out when they were ill. We expressed gratitude for that. So it's, I'm not just thankful for you showing up and pushing through. When you decide to sit this one out, thank you for caring for yourself. Thank you for prioritizing your well-being. Imagine that. I, I just wonder what shifts might be possible. I think about if the next time someone told us no, set a boundary, y'all. Maybe that boundary is, you know, I'm not going to be responding to emails during this time. Or I'm not going to have my Zoom video on for this meeting. Or please don't speak and or behave in this way around my child. I just wonder if we or our posture of being was one of gratitude. Mm. Wow. Was one of gratitude when folks set boundaries versus an affront to us. I just wonder how might these incremental shifts change the game in community with each other? These systems... These systems are here, ever-present. Part of being critically conscious is being aware of system and cultural norm at play. And I'm here for reimagining community, co-creating our own subcultures and community with with those we love and community with other Black folks, y'all. I think that's the beauty of liberation. When justice can feel out of reach, there's something about knowing that liberation in and of itself, being able to co-create a reality beyond the norms of our society, expectations of our society, ills of our society, mm, so in reach. So in reach. I want to leave y'all with a few liberated love notes that relate to this conversation on boundaries, rest, and all the things. Just want to lift these up as you head into the week. These two are actually my favorite. If you haven't scooped your liberated love notes yet, you absolutely need to run on over to BrittanyJanae.com and grab them. Should should add them to your daily toolkit. This one here reads, my power is infinite. My energy is not. I deserve rest. 
I am old rest. I do not need to earn rest. My power is infinite. My energy is not. I deserve rest. I am old rest. I do not need to earn rest. One more for (laughs) y'all. Perhaps one of my favorites. Some days I may choose to work twice as hard. Other days, they gonna get what they gonna get. Always, my best effort is enough. My best effort is enough. I am enough. (laughs) My best effort is enough. I am enough. Mm. Peace, y'all.